0: everybody this is badass billy gunn and you're listening to the voc nation now of course if you're not down with that i got two words for you suck it voc nation is one of the longest running wrestling podcast networks having started way back in 2010 voc nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC nation hosts also include former WCW performer, the maestro pro wrestling illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks and former Philadelphia radio personality. Bruce Wirt. VOC nations. Two most popular shows are wrestling with history featuring Bruce works and in the room featuring pro wrestling illustrated, Brady Hicks and WCW alum. The maestro guests have included general Adnan Tito Santana Haku Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOCNation on your favorite podcast app and be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation.
1: Wrestling with history worldwide and the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, the voice of choice Bruce Sport, King Magnus, Namarwell's episode. <laughs> you see, I said it this
2: time. Oh, please do not call me that. I was joking last time. I'm oh. <laughs> King Magnus. Oh God. Is that a blast from the past? Yes, but that was um that was me uh not wanting to use my real name because I figured I would you know let loose and be very outrageous <laughs> so i didn't want to bring shame to my family with my comments so that's why i chose that name but i think we're we're past it. i'm a much more subdued person until we get to this until we get to cornet melter and the uh the hater fans then uh, that maybe that that part of me will resurrect and i might get a little vicious because they really piss me off but anyway go ahead bruce
0: Amen.
1: Of choice wrestling nation heard worldwide. RBOCNation.com. The insane clown posse. We
0: can't thank all you guys enough. Whoop, whoop. We understand our audience and we give them what, what we think they would want. We're
2: about pleasing the fans. Road Warrior Hannibal. <laughs>
1: Jake the Snake Roberts The wrestling has changed so much Conan Yo, this is K-Dog Yo, with Bowdy Bowdy and Rowdy Rowdy Hall of Fame ring announcer Howard Finkel Brilliance was Bobby Heenan's middle name Lex Luger God's give me a whole new perspective on wrestling and the fans WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy up! Uh, thanks for having me on your radio show From the Jersey Shore The legendary Diamond Dollar Bang! Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation I've put my name in, but again, we're
2: just waiting for a phone call You could be Moroccan, Algerian, Albanian, Greek.
1: This is the best crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. I love cheese
2: cake. How do you gotta respond to his lunacy? Uh, Malcolmania.
0: And I don't think Hollywood's ready for Malcolmania, but we'll
1: wait Jim the Anvil Nighthawk. Your talk show here that I'm doing here is the best one. Jimmy Hart. I've been lucky every day I get up and look in the mirror and pinch myself. The ninth wonder of the world, China. I told Vince, I said, yeah, I'm going to wrestle the guys. And that's how it started. X-Pac.
0: We're wrestlers, and it's still a wrestling show.
2: Mr. Scott Hall.
0: Hey, no, I want to rock the wrestling world again.
1: OneWrestling.com, Bill After.
0: If it wasn't for Hogan and Vince McMahon, sports
1: entertainment would not be in existence. We have a bushwhacker in the house. G'day, mateys. It's bloody lovely being on your show. MVP. I uh, came up with the MVP concept based on everything that's wrong with pro athletes today. VOC Nation heard worldwide. This right here is the future of wrestling. episode number five and uh, we're having a great time being back together doing these shows and uh, we're we're recording this one in the middle of the day so we normally record in the wee hours of the night so apologies if you hear any phone or computer sounds because we're trying to get through this and bring you guys a fantastic broadcast every single week here on voc nation if you haven't done so already please go and follow us on x twitter at uh, WWHVOC and you'll see the uh, the moniker Wrestling With History. There's a picture of me, Ken Resnick, and Bill Apter. It's outdated. We'll get that updated and uh, we'll uh, appreciate your likes and follows. Also, follow us on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, or whatever the heck you use. Uh, follow the VOC Nation Wrestling Network and give us a five-star review. And, Amar, I said this at the end of last episode. Don't judge us based on the other content on VOC Nation. That is not an indictment or a support of the other content, but we just want you to rate the podcast based on on us, right? We want those five-star reviews. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. There's some great programming on VOC Nation. WCW Star, former WCW Star, The Maestro. Does WCW Retro, retro <laughs> I can talk, Retro, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks within the room. And there's there's some great shows, Bumps and Thumps, with some a lot of the, the Minnesota talent of uh, past and present. So lots of good stuff. Follow VOC Nation, rate and review. We don't take calls, so we don't want to hear from you in that manner. Just if you want to call in, call Brady show. Okay, uh, Namar, We've been promising since we got back together. The first week that we (laughs) relaunched this show, CM Punk returned to the WWE. And the funny thing is CM Punk left the WWE when we stopped doing this back in 2014. So there's something about CM Punk that ties in with uh, you and I doing a radio show. And
2: (laughs) I don't know if that's good, bad, or ugly, but he's controversial too. He really is. And... uh... You know, that's that's one of the things is seeing or listening to wrestling fans discuss him because he is he's become very controversial. He was for a very long time, uh because he was the bad boy, the the rebel in a way, he he in, incurred the love of a lot of wrestling fans of the hardcore marks. Um, but in recent years, he's become a Bret Hart type with yeah. this controversy, where people love him, they know that he's excellent in the ring but a lot of people feel like he's a crybaby and uh, he's too much of a self believer and so very controversial but he is still very much beloved and i believe that he has a lot to still offer the wwe and they need it so you know kudos to the return of cm punk maybe he was on my top five because i identify with him
1: in what way everything that you said. I mean, that was me (laughs) once upon a time. I might have some (laughs) of that stuff still in me. You know, it's uh, it is difficult when you feel like you're talented and and you're not always recognized. And I think um, I mean, we know we used to when when we were on top of the world in 2012, we always felt like we didn't get as much credit as some of the other people who were doing. We were on the radio in a major market, and we felt like some of the people who were just doing podcasts getting more notoriety in the wrestling world and and we almost didn't even notice the stuff we were getting espn and fox and and fox and uh, yahoo and all the coverage we were getting in the mainstream media uh it, it never seemed like enough and and i don't know i look back at that and maybe that's where cm punk is maybe he's looking back and saying i didn't appreciate this big machine that i'm i'm headlining and I want to do more, but I should just appreciate my
2: spot. That's true, too. I mean, there's many different ways to look at it. And I think that is a very credible one. And for CM Punk, uh, it's really hard to I I, I don't know, I would say if, if that's particularly him, but who knows? I think that there is an opportunity, I think in both cases, not, I hate to say this cause I don't want it to sound like I'm accusing you of anything, but to right the wrongs of the past right. or to at least, you know, put a, a great cap at the end of a great career. And I think that is definitely similar to what the VOC nation was as well as CM Punk, because, you know, for what it's worth, AEW just didn't, you know, they're, they're collapsing and they never really, in my opinion, because I did not like the product. And I think that what they offer is very limiting. I think that's why the WWE, you know, has had their struggles in in the recent years, but he can return to the show. And that is the WWE. That's where history is made. That's where the legends are. And it is a great cap off to a great career. And so it's good for him to return. I'm, I'm very happy about it. I just, I'm a little bit worried though. Uh, I just hope they use them right. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing that you just, they have to use them right because that was the big problem all those many years ago. They had fantastic talent. I mean, they really did. I even like the guy who was, and so uh, again, I'm horrible with names and I do have to get better. Trust me, folks, I will, but who's the guy that was, uh, he became champion, the Miz. That's who it is. Yes. I really enjoyed the Miz, but they never, and he's, he stuck around very long time, but I never felt they got the full use out of the top talent they had at that time to really give them something a, a greater signature in in their character and their abilities, but you know the Miz, CM Punk, all of those guys, there there were some really great talent back then. So you know, I'm glad that he's returned to the show, and he can put another check mark on his history and and really get that stamped out right. Yeah, do
1: you think that? like I think about AEW and, and the run that CM Punk had in AEW. And I just see a missed opportunity there from, from AEW. They, they had some momentum. They had all of the wrestling eyes on their product with CM Punk. And they really just pandered to a, a very small part of their audience. The people that like the Japanese style of wrestling and the wrestlers in there that are part of that, that Japanese style, Kenny Omega, the young bucks and they they really didn't have the. I don't think Tony Khan as a leader was able to capitalize on bringing the product to a broader audience and taking advantage of an iconic brand like CM Punk, and and some of the others. I mean Edge is there now, and and John Moxley who was Dean Ambrose in WWE. I, I think that they they haven't done a great job. They're just putting together matches, and and there's no real great storylines. If that if that makes sense
2: absolutely and you really have to wonder what they're doing i mean i don't know did you have a chance to see big shows return to aew yeah i i you know you talk about in the ring no when he I, i only saw when he showed up and he he can barely he can't stand up straight he was he was crooked i mean it really was painful to watch this is no insult to him but and it really makes me wonder how in the world did they approve him and, and I don't know if he continued on. I haven't heard anything. I, I get whispers of what's going on in modern wrestling, but I do like the big show. I was curious to see about his return because I love the big guys I love the giants. And so to see him, I just thought like, what is AEW doing? Big show isn't fit. There's no way he could be fit to be in the ring. And I don't know if he's seen active duty since, but when he showed up, it was just really disheartening. And the, the thing that I think that, is the problem with wrestling and and this is 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 that the 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 marks or the smart marks they're the loudest group and they are hardcore and they are dedicated but they are stupid they are some of the the stupidest fan base that you could ever see in your life because they love wrestling they know the business they love the ins and out, but they really do not understand wrestling and it is bizarre because they these are the people that love the dirt sheets these are the people that love all that really love all the shoot interviews all the background information but these people there's something wrong with them and 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 these are the work rate nuts they feel like you know you have to have this this high work rate but they you look at wrestling wrestling is about the performance. It has always been that. If you go back to Gorgeous George, you know, um, the original Nature Boy, if you look at all of the top talent that has ever come through, whether if they could wrestle or not, it's the persona. Wrestling is about the persona. It is about the drama. It is a male play. It is a male-centered play. It is a male-centered drama with action. You do need good work to sell it, but that is, they, they flip it. And and that's why wrestling suffers because wrestling will only attract a very small few dedicated. You can sustain the business that way, you know, to a degree, but they, there's a very small few that want the work rate stuff in order to get the masses and to bring the casuals into, and to turn the casuals into fans, you need something different. And they do not understand that. And that is what we have today. Tony Khan is, in my opinion, I don't know him and I don't know all of the product, but just from what I've seen in him being in control, he is a mark in the worst way. And his product shows that. And that is a lack of understanding there. that is the problem because these people are the ones that are in the YouTube comment talking about what they don't understand. They, they love the drama, uh, uh, but they, they, and they love it to the point where it's poisonous in the business. And so, you know, I, I think that, um, AEW just, just, is, it's just a, a, a lost product and the fan base has really listening to the fan base has been the worst thing that any of these companies, um, has done because it is really hindered and crippled the wrestling business.
1: Well, the, the, the thing that, i think about is if you had such a value on work rate if vince mcmahon had a value on work rate back in the 80s they would have never you wouldn't professional wrestling would have never been what it is today you wouldn't have had hulk hogan bob Backlund would have been your your champion that carried the torch for the wwf and it would have never caught on across the country Exactly. i think and and you would have had if you think about some of the guys of yesteryear that compared to today i'm not talking about move for move because nobody does the flips and the flops like they do today but you'd have guys like tito santana and bob backland and those guys would be on top of the cards and hulk hogan would be uh, down in the middle of the card and you wouldn't have the personality you wouldn't have the appeal to the mainstream audience and I think that's what wrestling fans the hardcore Japanese style fans forget is if you want this to succeed it's got to appeal to the mainstream it's got to be attractive somebody's got to want to sit there and watch it not just you and your friends that are you know hanging on every move just for the sake of a move not telling a story
2: Right. And mainstream and say mainstream does not mean a diluted or superficial product. That also I think has to be stated because those type of dweebs, they absolutely love making the, the insult of, of, of wrestlers who are more of the showmen. And 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 I'll be honest with you. I've grown in respect for the ultimate warrior. I believe that he was a a crippled uh, performer in a lot of ways, but you cannot deny his success. And there is a reason for his success. And that goes to show because he was on the card cards with, you know, people who did all the moves, the British bulldogs and, and even the Rougeau brothers who I do like, you know, there were a lot of guys who had that high fast work rate, but, he made it to the top. He was a contender for a very good reason. And if you look at the matches, even, you know, you take before Junkyard Dog completely deteriorated as a wrestler. You look at his, the way the fans responded to him before it just got to be too bad. He was an entertainer. And that was enough to get the the entire place jumping and jiving. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, the, the thing for me was seeing, and I have to share this video with you, is the the raw footage from a news station of WrestleMania one. And when you see how over he was and he couldn't wrestle really a lick. And I do like and some guys, I do have a problem. Like, come on, you have to put on a good performance. And he, he deteriorated where I just did not enjoy his matches at all. But he was so over with the crowd. And, and that is what wrestling is about. How do you sell those tickets? How do you get those people into the building? How do you build the product? And that's what, it, and listen, Stone Cold, he, he's not, what moves did he do? I mean, you know, he, he can wrestle if you, you know, in the terms of quote unquote wrestling, but his best is him acting like a, a maniac, you know, right. beating Vince McMahon with the with a bedpan and, and, and cracking stomp. beers. Yeah. Right. And stomp.
1: Yeah. And well, and that's, that's, I mean, to me, CM Punk, going back to the, 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 subject at hand, CM Punk is the perfect blend of work rate and personality. You know, yep. he is uh, kind of a modern day Roddy Piper, if you think about that. He's Very he's the guy that could do it in the ring, but he could talk people into the building, and and that's why he's so effective. And when you pair him potentially with somebody else that is almost all charisma, uh, kind of like Hulk Hogan was back in in his day, The Rock coming back into the fold. Is it makes for a very interesting dynamic because I think the WWE now has lots of options at the top of the card. I I don't expect The Rock to be back for anything more than a a blow off match with Roman Reigns. They can take advantage of a huge payoff at WrestleMania, or um, I I think there's rumors that they could even do it in Australia because they want to fill up that Australian stadium and make an impact over there. And and WrestleMania will sell on its on its own. You know I mean. Right. The, but I, I think that the WWE now has a blend of styles that will satisfy the, the, the smart mark fan that wants to see work great, but also brings in the mainstream. And I think, I think that's the, what Triple H has been able to do in the absence of Vince McMahon post-acquisition.
2: You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not as confident in the product or even where they're at now and just i'll try to you know explain it briefly but they still it's still too choreographed they really need to reduce and there has to be some kind of culture shift with the fandom as well there almost has to be a an abandoning of the hardcore fan and what they want in order to reach a different plateau or, or to get you know a, a bigger success out of the um out of their their position in the world right now and i think that they have to reduce the work rate though it's too much if there's still too many flips and kicks the wrestlers all i mean look how many bearded guys you you know the strong guy means nothing the the fast quick guy means nothing they have diversity but they have no idea of how to truly execute it and i know people wrestling fans general the basic wrestling fan not the marks but the basic overall wrestling fandom really does prefer the product under triple h and i do get that and i'm in no way i'm taking away from his success or his abilities however i do feel that he is still in some ways responding and i know it's hard because it's a huge culture shift but we have to reduce because it's like how many bearded guys have you do you see you know how many um the long greasy stringy hair do you see and i think that we have to let the guys have some responsibility over their character and their own persona in the old days a blend of good writing as well as that i'm you know i know people don't like writing and wrestling and me being an old school guy i mean it it works to a degree a degree um because when they had writers it was some some of the best wrestling uh, you know uh, the best storytelling but guys need to have more control over their characters so i I think that even though triple h is doing better i think the wwe still needs to scale way back a punch needs to mean something a kick means needs to mean something a slam needs to mean something and that way and a finisher move my god (laughs) finisher moves they still don't mean anything you know So that's, that's my complaint with the product because when Jake hit the DDT, it was lights out. There right. was only one or two people on the card. That would be your holster or your warrior who can kick out of a finisher. But think about who those men are and the impact on the business so they they earned that spot you know your mid card just because they can flip and flop around they haven't earned that spot and so triple h he needs to scale back a little bit more continue what he's doing because it is working but pull the reins back and let something mean something Now, that's something that I think – I'm not sure if we'll ever
1: get back to where we were because of the – I mean, you think about the way that not just wrestling fans, but people are bred on TV. I mean, when we were growing up, a 30-minute show with commercials in between would hold your attention, and and you were – waiting to finish that 30 or even 60 minute show. Now, they're raising kids on 2 minute Cocomelon videos or or something like Cocomelon Little Angel, whatever. And then the the long form stuff is like 6 minutes of Peppa Pig or Bluey. I mean, that's <laughs> what they're doing and they're they're raising this this generation to be very very ADD. It's it's crazy. So I think that's playing into what you're seeing with the product. And I agree with you. There's, I mean, finishers don't mean anything because there's so many spots in a match. And
2: I mean, the finisher doesn't even always end the match anymore. Absolutely. And I think that's what's missing. But uh, there, again, lies, it is a huge cultural problem overall. And I believe that just because we go up does not mean we can't go back. And it, it takes a concentrated effort. It takes a concentrated effort for parents to say, okay, I need to adjust my lifestyle so that I can protect my child. And so what that means is that you do not put the the iPad in front of them and let them sit there for hours and hours watching other kids play on YouTube. That is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen is that I went to my brother's house to give my nieces their Christmas presents And they were watching videos of other children play. And I said, what are you doing? I said, you know, uh, so I gathered the, the toys that I had purchased for them. And they were two little girls. And I said, you need to start creating your own adventure. And so I actually played with them and and this adventure to go, you know, go, uh, go up the mountain, which was the couch and, and get the, the cake. They had a little fake cake that was at the top of the mountain and they had, you know, and so you have to take and train your children. You have to spend the time with them. You parents have to learn to adjust because we are also guilty of that. You know, we can't sit down and watch. We can't focus, but, If we work together, if people start working together and encouraging one another to do that, we can change culture. And just because, I mean, culture changes all the time. And culture has, you know, collectively decided we're going to move in this positive way. We're going to move in this righteous way, just as they've collectively decided to move in negative ways. So, you know, you're right. WWE is in wrestling in general, it's up against a, like you said, a, a culture that is like all flash and no substance. I mean, we see that in political talk. Watch the old videos from the 60s when they were going through the civil rights movement and all of the, you know, the hippie movement and all of the upheaval. They used to actually sit down and have real long thought out discussions. It gave people a time to listen and to process. But what, you, what do you see now in media? It is just people are just fast, snap, 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 point, 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 point. point. There is no real discussion. There is no real growth. And that's why people are even more divided. You know, all of this media, all of this opportunity, and they're more divided because we have gone too far and we need to really pull back. And, you know, but wrestling can be an entity. If you think about it, that could bring back the realism. Maybe it's worth the effort to try.
1: Yeah. Amen to all of that and uh, i think it's harder in practice sometimes to to not do it you know it's it's easier sometimes with the ipad or with the tv so right. as parents we we do have to be mindful but it's also a balance cuz sometimes you just uh you you know you got to get something done and and that's the easiest thing to do so that's not an indictment on any parents out there who do use the ipad from time to time but right I, I, I do think we are a fast twitch society. We have to back off a little bit or, you know, it's going to, I mean, at some point how, what are we, what are we conditioning ourselves to uh, two second <laughs> attention spans? And, and that's not,
2: that's not, that's not in the spirit of productivity. It really isn't. And and I think that we are doing a disservice to ourselves as a, as a collective and, uh, and that is reflective in wrestling. And, you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't benefits to society as a whole, because I remember there was a study years ago that they said noun with, um, with fighter pilots because of technology and video games the reaction time for fighter pilots is has increased so you can do more in the air in combat and fighting now because the reaction times are much faster there's greater understanding because of that so there there's always benefits pros and cons to everything but that's where self management comes in at it like you like you said it sometimes you like i don't have a problem with the kid using the ipad but you know you see it everywhere you go with almost every parent in every culture that their children are just they just give them the ipad and then they watch other kids do stuff instead of them actually doing it and and i you know think about it bruce your mother and father could have left you alone think about how many hours you spent i know playing with your toys right your brain is actively working creating and you're creating your own enjoyment you are you were sitting there you have to really think about it and i and i know for me i tend to romanticize these things a lot but but they do they mean a lot to me the process of of what i did as a child when i used to create those matches i mean i had a ball i mean they were epic battles my brother and i when we played wrestling we used to have epic battles but we our brains will be working telling the story and 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 that means something and so it it that's what kids need. Your mother could have left you alone in your bedroom and you would have spent hours. You would be writing creating your own title cards whether right. with the things you did with baseball when you had your Masters of the Universe figures you you created your own battles and wars and, and all of that and kids are missing that. That type of a function is natural and necessary to all children, to all people. And so it takes a, it takes an effort. It's okay to have those bumps because parenting is hard. I'm not a parent, but I respect the process. I can't speak from experience, but I, I have seen enough to respect it. And with that, I know that it is difficult, but there, it takes effort. Yeah. So, you know, Totally. I I,
1: listen, I I live it every day. (laughs) I I also because it's hard, but we're we're ultimately and and I know we're way off of wrestling, but we're ultimately responsible for for where this is going. Right. Uh, But I I mean, I criticize my kids because they can't spend five minutes without coming back and and wanting to do something else or, uh, you know, yelling for me and my wife. And I wasn't like that. I could go for hours. But another story for another day. Where do you see The Rock going, Namar? Do you see The Rock being anything more than a, a one-shot match against Roman Reigns at, at Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania?
2: I'll be honest with you. I do not like and I cannot stand these one-off return matches. When the WrestleMania that you went to, when The Rock returned, and he beat Cena, right? Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't like that it because – And this is not an issue with The Rock. It's so superficial. It's so tailor-made to bring in an audience. And it, in some ways, not... and, And I would hate this if any of my favorites did this, you know, I don't need Hulk Hogan to come back and beat the champion just to get some views, uh, you know, and obviously we're talking that That wouldn't happen down to man 70 and he's he's in condition, but I mean, anybody, if, if macho was around or anybody after, you know, that's why when they did the NW NWO invasion and flair had his the big last runs in the WWE, those were fine because they were actually, they were actually there. They were participating in the product. They were there you know, rock with these one-offs, you can have a guy come in and do a one-off just for this big success. It's so superficial. And then he beats your champion. Where do you go from there? Or if your champion beats him, what does it even mean? So honestly, I can only enjoy the rock coming back in a wrestling capacity if he actually stays for a while. A blow-off match is not interesting to me. I'll watch it because now we're doing the show, but it really is not interesting to me.
1: Now, let me say this. In the past, when wrestling was just wrestling, you would say, well, why would he stay for the long haul when he can go back to Hollywood and continue to make movies and make a bunch of money? But now the WWE is a multi-multi-billion-dollar corporate entity owned by Endeavor, and they're a major worldwide media brand. So if they wanted to, they could pay him Hollywood money to work an extended run and get three years out of the rock. You know, this is probably the last time that he can do this. He's 52, I think. Right. And Austin worked at 59 last or the, when he did at WrestleMania in Dallas. Right. So this is probably the last time that you, you could get a, some kind of a run before he really looks slow and old in the ring. Right. I don't know if I'm, if I'm the Endeavor people, I can't think, uh, Emanuel, uh, uh Ari, Ari Emmanuel. um, uh, <laughs> Rahm Emanuel, line. Rahm Emanuel's the, <laughs> his brother that was the politician in Chicago, Ari Emanuel from Endeavor. I, I think you could overpay the rock to, to just get eyes on your brand. This guy's the biggest movie star in the world bring him in for a year, let him run with your belt for a year, let Roman Reigns chase him. And you could have magic. I mean, this could be a wrestling boom all over again. And then you elevate everybody else on the card.
2: Right. But the only thing is that it takes careful consideration to make that storyline work. My, we've pulled back the wall so far that I think that in a lot of ways, um, that we are, you know, it, it's like, we all know what's going on and we're comfortable w- with what's going on because we know how the wrestling business works. But I think that it it has to be done carefully and with a point and it has to be done right to get people invested too. When you think about, again, going back to the 80s and, and even before then, the 70s, the, when people, the, the feuds felt real to people. Yeah. It felt real to people bringing the rock back and just, Oh, I'm going to beat up Roman Reigns. I don't like you just because you're champion. It's so stupid. It's no, so no, no. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, just, just to, um, to help
1: you out here. Yeah. The whole storyline is they're both part of that Samoan bloodline. So right. the rock is taking the position that, you know, as a descendant of Peter Marvia and being part of that bloodline that he is the head of the table. Roman Reigns is uh the, the you know, the son of, who is it, Afa or, or Sika? I'm 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 Pops. gonna get destroyed by the wrestling uh, smart it's it's pop, pop. son. It, okay, it okay.
2: <laughs> took you a while to get that. Pops. Oh. he was a father to a So Roman Reigns, I'm
1: trying to find out he's uh he's he's Pika Sika, Sika is, is his father. Sika is his father. And hit, Rosie was his brother, and he's related to Yokozuna, to Umanga, to Rikishi, and he's kind of come out as the head of the table. He's the chief of all of the chiefs of that Samoan bloodline, and the storyline is going to be that The Rock is also of that lineage, and he is coming out to uh, to be the head of the table. So I think
2: that plays well, and... Yeah, but how are they executing the, that idea? Well, let's see... see. I think see, see, that's the thing they have already see the fans are already prepared for the storyline, just like you've outlined it. Right. Okay. And I think that is where it's dangerous and where it, it loses something. So let's. I like the storyline. You're right. Who is the head of the table and what they should have done? And you have to do the kayfabe storyline where rock comes back for a celebration. You don't tease him being an active performer or anything. He comes back for a celebration and they play up the culture, the cultural impact of Samoans, their legacy in wrestling. And he gets all of the fame and the glory. And then then Roman Reigns can step in and say, excuse me, I'm champion. Now I've been champion for X amount of, you know, days, years, months, or whatever, why am I not part of the celebration? And so that's how you do it. it you ha- And you can't let people know that we are too far into what's coming up. And I know they're doing that to sell tickets, but that's why you have to be smart about the execution. Rock should never have asked people if they want to see him just talk or wrestle. You told me that he posed that idea uh, in one of his posts, right? No, no, no. He
1: said... Um, should I sit in a booth or should I sit at the head of the table? And that was in reference to Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns calls himself the head of the table.
2: Okay. See, that, that's the thing. He should never have said that because that already is giving the fan. They already know what's going to happen then, or they have an idea because why would you tease that knowing it's going to be conflict but it comes out of nowhere you, you you know what i'm saying like you need a real story to build it up and that's why they, they have to rock should have came in and they should have played up the cultural celebration for him and that's where the conflict came would come in between him and roman reigns i think that's what that's what they they're doing wrong because you can see it a mile away can't you i mean do you feel like you can see most of what they're doing i mean is, is it clear to you well, but I'm also, I mean, transparently, I'm also interested. I mean, and this,
1: I, I like the way they did it, honestly. I think mm-hmm. that it's subtle. It's one line, and it's just like, you know, Hulk Hogan's hand on the butt of Elizabeth back in 1980. <laughs> it's, it's one line, and we'll see where it goes. And I think you could go in many different directions with uh, with this whole process. You could have the Usos choose sides. You could have uh, uh Solo Sokoa, the others, I mean the other Samoans could come in and choose sides, and you could have a whole thing at WrestleMania. So I don't think they could do it with the belt. I think and and Roman Reigns is now, you know, he's he's going on the uh the time of uh Hulk Hogan's ch- he's chasing the amount of time that Hogan had the title consecutively. Right. So I, I, I It it pains me because I I like the fact that they've had a multi-year champion. That was something that's been missing for a long time. Right. I I don't like, like there's, I'm torn of having this match for the title, which I think could happen if they sign the rock to a long-term engagement or, you know, you'd have to drop the title. Roman would have to drop the title to a transitional champion do this match and then maybe win it back. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on what I, what I'd like to happen to see happen, but I do like the way that this is building. And I think you can go a lot of different ways with it. And the, mis- the mystery would be how the other Samoan athletes in that bloodline would
2: line up. Right. But you, you can see it. I think for me, and I like everything that you said, especially when you added in, you know, the different uh, the different Samoans who are currently wrestlers and then you have your the the ones that are you know that are still alive that you know from yesteryear and how you could really blow this up. I totally you know I didn't even think about that but hearing that was like oh wow you can really get some good wrestling out of that you know and I know um Pops and all of his children I mean we know one of his children you know he would he would he would he would love it to see him to see him back and uh you know but I think that you see that's my problem I don't want to know or to have the forethought for what you're doing before you even do it it's like going to the movies and you and I'm one of those people some movies most movies I don't care if you tell me the ending you know there's some that I like and I but I understand people that don't want to know you know but if you think about it if in almost every situation where you could book it and see it ahead of time it loses it loses something Fair. I want to be wild, I want to be entertained and I think they have to restore uh kayfabe wrestlers have got to shut up. They wrestlers talk too damn much. I know uh Conan and Disco Inferno were complaining about you know the rest of the AEW they talk too much and, and and I think that's a problem. That's why I have a problem with what the Rock wrote because it should not be, have been done that way. You're already letting us know what you want to do. If you don't do it, if there isn't a match, it's a waste of time. It, it, you just gimmicked me and I feel exploited. If if, if you go that angle, well, you already told me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think that we need to, to go, <laughs> I don't know, I was going to say go back in the closet, but <laughs> that might be perceived the wrong way. But I think they need to really think about how to execute these things. I think they're desperate and they're, think about it. They're, they're doing things in this modern world and it, and it it will catch on in a flash, but if you want to have some type of sustained success, they really have to change the way they do things.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, maybe it's happening slowly and I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'd like to see what a year of no Vince McMahon brings to the table and you just watch it, watch it evolve. Cause I think triple H has, you know, his finger on the pulse of the modern, the modern fan and the modern business. And Vince, I,
2: I, Vince, Vince lost his wife. He, you know, I, again, I do not follow the modern product, but I do see and hear things because of my fandom. And that has been a consistent statement in many groups that Vince has lost his way, people were very tired of him, and that Triple H was the future. I'm only going off of what people have stated. And so, and and again, I'm not really connected to the modern wrestling fan and their desires and wants out of the product, but I do believe there is something to be said about that in terms of what the fans want. And 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 I think everybody that even the people that I respect, they always say triple H is a better booker than, uh, Vince. So, uh, currently. So we want to hear what you think by
1: engaging with us on X Twitter at WWH VOC. And we also want your ratings and reviews and five stars. Of course, don't rate us like, like your car dealer. Don't rate us if you're not going to give us five stars and we're having a good time being back here on the VOC nation wrestling network after 10 years away or something like that together and uh namar what's coming up in the next couple of weeks i know i know you have laid out a a, a tremendous schedule and i don't have it in front of me so tell us what we have coming up next
2: well a couple of things that we are going to discuss is that we're going to do the to talk about the wwe merger um we're going to talk about vince we also want to do some reviews so we're going to Figure out a way to incorporate reviewing different product, older product. Um, I know I mentioned to you, Jake. The Snake had a videotape out. Macho Man has had a couple of videotapes out. The British Bulldogs, and you know, spotlight some of the the media. Uh, that the WWF has put out as well as the WWE. And we want to, and I think Bruce, we should do a broad range. I don't think we should, I mean, you know, for me, I can stay in the eighties, you know, into the early nineties, but actually I would like, I think it would be good for me as well to diversify and talk about some of the product in the years that I didn't watch and to look at it. And that might be interesting to people for somebody who did not watch the product is it's a wrestling fan did not like the, the, the state of wrestling at that time uh, but through different eyes mature eyes going back and looking and seeing a different seeing different things and seeing what i like and what i don't like but we have those we have some you know maybe we'll do some watch alongs and uh, we also have some video reviews we're going to do review matches and and hopefully you guys will enjoy the product we're going to really try to do some nice things
1: follow wwhvoc.com and uh, subscribe to VOC Nation on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your favorite podcast. That's it for this week for uh, King Magnus. Namar Wells, I'm the voice of choice. Bruce Ward. we'll talk to you next time right here on Wrestling With History.
0: Hey, this is Brenda Hitman Hart, and you're listening to VOC Nation.